0: Welcome to our All Saints Day service for 2022. Our text for today comes from Hebrews chapter 12, the first three verses. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that it clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such hostility against himself from sinners, so that you may not grow weary or lose heart. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you so much for the saints that have gone before, for all of those godly men and women who have paved the way for the ministry that we share today. Lord, we know that today they have passed the baton on to us. Fill us with your spirit that we might faithfully continue what they've started, that your kingdom may continue to grow in the world. Lord, I ask that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Today is a day for looking back, and it's appropriate that we should do so. We stand on the shoulders of some faithful saints, great men and women, and it is right that we should honor them today. We named their names during the service. We lit candles in their memory. We told a bill for each one of them. We were reminded of the impact that they've had on our lives and on the life of the church. Each one contributed something to making Forest Lake what it is today. And we are better off in so many ways because of the way that they served Christ and his church. In fact, in a very real sense, they are still present with us. We are, in fact, surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses that continues to shape who we are and who we are becoming. I still walk into the kitchen, and I see Downey sitting on his his stool prepping for our Wednesday night meal. I walk into the sanctuary on Sunday mornings, and I can see Bill Clark sitting in his spot. He'd call me over to offer me a little bit of wisdom or to say some kind words. After the service, Ethel Caffey would meet me in the narthex with ideas about improving our worship experience, always calling us to something better. Now think about Hillary, who came to me on his last worship service ever in this life, and still offered to usher even though he was concerned that he would not be able to get up the steps if he needed to because he felt so bad, but still serving, serving at the very end. We could go through the whole list, couldn't we? And we could add to it from those saints from previous years. So many people have done so much to get us where we are. Forest Lake is the church that we love, largely due to the faithfulness of the saints that have gone before us. It's a good thing to pause today and remember their lives and their contributions. But we don't want to get stuck there. It's not good for the church, and it doesn't actually honor their lives if we get stuck with our memories of the past. When my best friend died at 19, his mom turned his bedroom into a shrine. She kept everything just like it was the last time he was in it. She wouldn't consider using the room for any other purpose for the rest of the family. She wouldn't consider donating any of his stuff to worthy causes or even giving it to family and friends. She wanted to preserve things just like they were. And let me be clear, I wouldn't judge her for that. I don't judge her for that. It makes sense in a regard. uh, I can't imagine losing a child, and frankly, I don't know how I would cope. Perhaps I would do the same thing. Perhaps I would just want to try to hang on to the past and keep things the way they were. But what I saw in her is it wasn't healthy. That's not a healthy way to go on. It wasn't good for her, and it really didn't honor her son's life. Trying to just hang on to what was didn't honor the liveliness that there was in her son. Maybe you're in that kind of pain. Maybe you are now. And maybe you feel like you're stuck there. Well, I would encourage you to find grief support. Reach out to me. Reach out to a friend. Reach out to, uh, to a counselor or to a support group to find support for that grief so that we can move on. Stuck is not a healthy place for individuals. Stuck is also not a healthy place for churches. Mr. Bill was the patron saint of one of my churches. He was a truly godly man and a leader of our congregation, and and, uh, he really was. He was the kind of man that I just deeply respected. Uh, Throughout most of his life, he would go to the sanctuary. Uh, His his house was just down the road, but he would come by the church at five o'clock in the morning, long before I got there, and go into the Uh, to the altar rail and spend time in prayer for his church and his community. Just a truly godly man, the kind of man that you want on your side. But while I was serving there, Bill died, and I had the, the honor of doing his funeral. For the rest of my time at the church, though, Mr. Bill continued to control our meetings. I'm not sure it would have been his idea, but His memory continued to shape everything we did and not always in a good way. People who claimed to know would frequently say, well, Mr. Bill wouldn't have wanted that or Mr. Bill wouldn't approve of this. Uh, No one even knew if they were right. From my conversations with Mr. Bill over the years, I was pretty sure that sometimes they missed the mark. But regardless of whether or not they were right, it ended the discussion. The church was stuck in the past. The church was unwilling to ever do anything that might be different from what Mr. Bill might have wanted. That kind of stuckness will bring ministry to a halt. It will signal the slow decline of the church. As valuable as all of these saints are to us today, we cannot get stuck in the past. And they wouldn't have wanted it. These saints that we remember today have entrusted the mission of the church to us. They have finished their race, and they have passed the baton on to us. This is like a giant relay race. If you ever watch the relay races in the Olympics, one, uh, one leg runs the race until they complete a lap, and at the end of the lap, they reach out with a baton for the next person, and the next person takes the baton and runs the next leg of the race. The first one is done. Well, in a very real way, these folks that we remember today have passed us the baton, and they are counting on us to grip that baton and run the race that is set before us to continue what they've started. It reminds me of a parable that I heard as a kid, not a parable from the Bible, but a parable about Jesus' return to heaven. As the story goes, uh, after the crucifixion, resurrection, and ascension, Jesus gets back to heaven, and the angels gather around him, anxious to learn who Jesus entrusted the ministry to. He's, God has just become human and has lived this life and suffered this horrible death and rose again to start uh, to, to initiate God's kingdom on the earth. And the angels want to say, Jesus, who did you leave the mission to? Who is going to finish this work? Then Jesus explains to the angels that the salvation of the world is now in the hands of a few unlikely disciples. The angels were shocked at the risk. They know the people that Jesus has left it with. There's uh, there's a thief among the group. Matthew, the tax collector, was stealing from people. There's uh, there is uh, a terrorist in the group. Simon the zealot. There are uneducated fishermen. Everybody in the group was a rabbi school dropout. There were no scholars, no natural born leaders. Nobody in the group that would be competent to carry out what Jesus has started and so the angels are shocked. After all you went through Jesus, you left it with them? What if they fail? What's your plan B? As the parable goes on, Jesus responds to them, there is no plan B. There is no plan B. And now this generation that we remember today has passed the baton to us. And it's up to us to run the race. They've done their part. They've gotten us this far. Now it's up to us. The future of Forest Lake lies with our willingness to follow the Spirit. With our commitment to living out the calling that God has given to each one of us, it now rests on our shoulders, and there is no plan B. It is now our race to run. Ed Montgomery sensed that urgency better than almost anyone I've known. In the last conversation I had with him in this world, he sat me down. He wanted to talk church strategy. His days were coming to a close very quickly. But all that was on his mind was talking with me about how we could ensure that what he had poured his life to and into it at Forest Lake continued into generations beyond. He was strategizing with his very last breath. He wanted to make sure we were going to keep up the good work. And so today, yes, it's good to look back. It's good to remember. It's good to be challenged by what these people did. But we honor these saints by pressing forward. If we truly want to honor the people that we remember, then we press forward to ke- to keep up what they started. The great crowd of witnesses is cheering us on. They are calling us uh, forward. They are calling us to run the race, to finish, to follow the author and perfecter of our faith. So how do we honor these? We honor a pioneer, not with a plaque, but by being a pioneer. We honor a pioneer by being a pioneer. Those who envisioned a church where there wasn't one uh, pass on to us a pioneering spirit to envision ministry that does not yet exist. We honor a servant by serving those men and women who spent long hours in the service of Christ in this community. They deserve to be honored by more men and women who will serve long hours uh, for Christ in this church and the community. We honor a giver by giving. We are here because of the generosity of saints that have gone before, and now that responsibility falls to us. If we want to honor them, we do it with our own generosity. Whatever we remember about these saints is an invitation. No, it's a calling for us to continue the work that they did. Think about the folks we've named today. Think about the others that have gone before. Whatever it is that comes to your mind about them is a calling for us to move forward, to continue what they did. No plan B. See, we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. They are cheering us on. Turn loose of everything that holds you back. Faithfully continue to run the race that we're running. And what will become of their work? Well, we're still writing that story. And with God's help, I pray that we will pass this great work on to the next generation. Amen.